Lee Marks. Uh, with Will Nixon coming over, what was the process of how aware you were with him going into the portal? Did you know who he was? What was the process of evaluating him? No, I had no idea who he was. Um, I mean, I've, I've heard about him coming out of high school, but as far as just truly knowing him and knowing that he was going to go in to the portal or anything like that, it's just, you know, we have a, a great recruiting department that checks that stuff every single day. And um, the beautiful part is when guys that, you know, those guys identify and, you know, or myself, if I get a chance to, to peek at it and we see someone that, that could help us, is, and that's when we, uh, we kind of make that decision, should we reach out or not. And with getting a first impression on, on film, not knowing him, what were the things that piqued your interest with him? Um, just number one, that he's versatile, just because you guys got a great opportunity to see that um, we will use our running backs a lot in, um, in really every phase of, um, you know, of the game, really. And, you know, they have to be able to catch, they have to be able to run, um, obviously block. Um, I mean, obviously running the football comes with obviously playing the position, so... I mean, those are some of the things that we, we need to make sure those guys have to have, and, um, and I have to make sure that we, we do a good job evaluating that. With him coming up and being obviously a, a coach's kid and mm -hmm. coming from that background, can you see that? Is that apparent in the way that he plays or the way that he understands the game and all? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it kind of really, first off, just being a coach's kid, I mean, um, it doesn't mean that he's going to be, you know, any different from any other kid. It's just, you know, the, the one beautiful part is he just has a little bit of, uh, of an advantage just kind of being ahead of certain things. And what I mean by that is, number one, is the first thing I look for is, is character, and he has that. So his parents did a phenomenal job, uh, number one, raising him, and then uh, obviously with the work ethic that comes with his character, for, for me, that was that's what really stood out where, you know, this is a guy that we can we can bring in that we know that's going to develop for us. I'm wondering, too, uh, Rich obviously didn't dress last week, but mm -hmm. what has he been like just being around this group and, and taking mental reps? And he's doing individual stuff, obviously, and working his way back. Mm -hmm. What has his presence been like in the room, and how is he kind of oh, progressing? Uh, just, just a vet. I mean, I'm, I'm known Rich for, for quite a while, and obviously I had a chance to coach the recruit him and coached against them and just really watch him really and now having a chance for him to um to be in the room that i get an opportunity to coach i mean i, I truly feel like it's a blessing you know just as he he brings a lot to the room and really it's just a mentality because we um i mean everyone says it when they talk about richard newton it's just how physical overrunner he is how passionate that you know you could, everyone knows that he plays the game with and you know so it's it's nice having him in the room Saw so you guys uh, after the dog walk. I mean, you guys were together, huddled as a group for what felt like five minutes. Everyone else was kind of off the field. What mm -hmm. is that? Is that just prayer, or is it, or is it trying to focus? What, just, what, what's it, happening in that moment? Um, prayer for us. Okay. I mean, so it, it's just my it's my opportunity to make sure that I talk about everybody in the room uh, during that prayer and, and just give them their their blessing and just kind of just pray over, you know, the the battle that we're getting ready to go into. Um, and just letting those guys know that um, for myself and just how, you know, for, for me, it, it starts there. It starts with just making sure we're giving all, all God the praises and just all the glory just to be in this position. Because, I mean, you guys see when you walk into the stadium, the fans, um, I mean, it's, it's huge. I mean, you can't take that for granted. I mean, this could be taken from us at any moment. And it's, 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 it means a lot. And, and number one, when we come out, um, 
and just on the, to this field, I mean, we have an opportunity where we can not only impact um, our team in the victory that, you know, hopefully that we're going to get that Saturday is, you know, you never know. We might be inspiring, you know, a young man or, uh, you know, a young woman or whoever, you know, during our play and for this game. And you just, you just never know um, the domino effect that it can have by just your energy and the passion that you bring to this game. So, um, and I try to make sure those guys understand that. So when they take the field, you know, it's just not about them. It's really, it's the really, this is the big picture. Your first chance to come out of the tunnel, you know, pregame. Mm-hmm. What was that like? Oh man, it's um, surreal. You know, it really was. It was, um, uh, it, was a, it was, you know, I know this might sound like cliche, but it's, it was a dream come true for me. You know, and because I, I, Washington has always been one of those schools that, man, it would have been an honor. To, to, to be a part of this program and to know that I am a part of this program it's it's a big deal so coming out of that tunnel walking grabbing the headset I mean I just number one I, again I just kind of was just like you know thank you for me putting me in this position and let me continue to work hard so I can stay in this position you've been on the other side of that though mm-hmm. you know so now do you get it a little bit more yeah oh yeah yeah for sure I definitely get it a little bit more number uh, uh, it's a special place I mean this this place is Man, I mean, I, I definitely know from now gaining the experience of being here, I get it now. Why people, when you're walking, I mean, I, it, was, it was interesting. I was recruiting in, in L.A., and I'm walking through a mall to uh, to grab something to eat at, at the end of the day. And I'm just tired, and I'm just, you know, I'm just kind of walking, and I'm not just really just t- obviously talking to anyone. I'm just by myself, and I'm walking, and then I just hear Go Huskies because I had the logo on. And I just, it made me think, like, Man, this is a this is a big deal, you know. And this is pretty cool. And we're everywhere. Huskies are everywhere. So um, it's pretty pretty cool to say the least. When you watched film, was there a couple things that maybe really put a smile on your face? One or two plays from this from this past game? Yeah. Can you give me one? Um, well, I mean, we we got the first touchdown. I mean, that obviously is, that's that's definitely going to put a smile on my face. And uh, second thing was to see uh, CD score. After coming off of, you know, his season-ending injury and him, you know, obviously st- starting slow with us through not having an opportunity to go through spring ball and kind of starting slow during fall camp, just really trying to get his legs back underneath him. And he, get, he gets a chance to come out and score, the, you know, um, score a second touchdown for our room, you know, during the game. I thought that, that was pretty cool. Wayne Talapapa, you mentioned that first touchdown. Mm-hmm. As a former running back. Yeah. Did you ever get a hole that big? Oh man! I told him. I said, "You better score." I said, "If you didn't score, you just would have saw that this, this coach just run out on the field and would have made it ESPN because I would have came and snatched him up and been like, "Really? You're not going to score that one?" But no, nah, it, it was. Um, we definitely better take advantage of those, and then obviously we better create some holes as well. Just one more. You know, uh, Coach Grubb mentioned. You know, we talked to him about. You know, you had some running backs that weren't suited with Jadavion and uh, Sam, just the depth yeah. there. And he mentioned that Jadavion wasn't in the mix. What's going on with Jadavion? Uh, yeah, Javion, he's uh, uh, just still developing. You know, I mean, this game is, like I told you, for, for us, um, you got to be able to do everything. And number one, that is just knowing uh, uh, the, the entire playbook. And for us, we don't want to just suit guys to suit guys either. I mean, if we know that you're going to be – part of the plan for right now um, then obviously that's that gives a great opportunity for you to be suited and be able to contribute to this football team but 
Um, just for example, for Jay, Jay's getting better every single day. Jay's actually, this week, I've been very, very pleased with him just continue to, you know, put the next foot in front of the, the other and just continue to develop and get better and just have an overall understanding of this game and what we're asking of him uh, preparation-wise and those things, and Jay's getting better. So that's all I can ask for out of him. Jamarcus Shepard. And certainly we'll do that. So that, to me, is a mentality of a taker somebody who fixes some of those mistakes what type of thing specifically do you want to clean up for saturday well certainly there was some route running technique that we need to get better at had some opportunities on the perimeter and blocking although i thought they did a pretty good job of being physical on the perimeter we, we got to do better when certain looks that we're getting we, we we're able to take advantage of those looks and and be able to make sure that we're giving our offense the best chance to consistently be successful up and down the field Coach, you had a lot of different guys uh, get involved, spread the ball around. How important is it to have talent up and down your room? Uh, certainly, these guys have gone out there and fought themselves into a position to be able to have the opportunity to be out there. So, um, luckily, I don't have any selfish guys in the room. These guys are... Uh, we talk about the brotherhood all the time, so I just try to push them to consistently be the spark that gets the guy next to them to want to perform at a high level. Obviously, you saw at Z with Taj and JP being out there. Both of them played fairly well. And then, you know, um, J-Mac and, and Giles out there, you know, those guys are all chomping at the bit to get the opportunity to be out there. You know, if we don't perform well on the drive, then guess what? I'll sub them out, you know? And they don't want to be subbed out. They want to. They know that on any play, they can get the ball. Are there any sort of competitions that you keep track of with, with your guys? <laughs> well, we certainly keep track of the sauce, uh, and, and we maintain those from the game. We had a couple of them out there, and I'm just going to be honest with you. And, uh, and uh, we had some guys coming off to the sideline saying soft as they're coming off to the sideline because they know that what they did was soft. So um, we certainly keep track of that. But beyond that, um, no. In terms of what you have upcoming this week, is there any sort of challenges that Portland State poses? You know, this is going to be a high man team. They bring a lot of man coverage across the board. So we got to be proficient in our releases and technique at the line of scrimmage. Um, we got to be physical, um, especially uh, against their corners. Uh, the more physical you can be, if you get your hands on the defensive back first, it's, it's, it's just like a boxer. Would you rather the boxer uh, hit you first or would you rather hit them first? So um, we try to put our hands on them first before they put their hands on, on us, and that gives us the best chance to be successful at the line of scrimmage. So certainly with um, – uh, we've been spending a lot of time trying to work on technique to defeat man press. Four different touchdown receptions on Saturday. Uh, McMillan had two, but which of those four were you the most impressed by? Uh, I just like scoring touchdowns. I mean, really, I, I wasn't impressed by any of them. I, I just I just wanted them to perform and do the technique that I, I taught them to do, and that's what they did, and, you know, the result of it. Um, was a touchdown. Now, let's be clear. Um, there is one statistic I keep in the room, and that's their yardage versus my yards. So um, they know about it, and they, it's clearly the, uh, displayed in our room. Um, so we as coaches design the plays, so we get the ball in their hand. So from the moment that they till they get the ball in their hand, those are my yards. Once they get the ball in their hand, then guess what? Those are their yards. So 
I had like 260 yards this past weekend, guys, and the wideouts only had like 50-something. I had two touchdowns, too, because two of those touchdowns were designed to have them in the end zone, and they didn't have to run or do anything. Um, and so they had two touchdowns. So um, we do a great job of just trying to challenge them to consistently get more yards after the catch um, and, and, and get their own yards because we recruit guys to come here to – be able to be a great athlete as well once they get the ball in their hands, not to just be able to run a slant and fall to the ground. I got Coach Sheridan here, and Coach, you know, just talk to me about uh, your guys. How did they grade out when you when you watched the film? Yeah, I think like probably a lot of guys, um, some good and some bad. Um, it was good to get a lot of guys uh, an opportunity to play. And, you know, I think you go through the same process no matter what the outcome of the game is. You look at the good try to build on that you try to grow that and then you look at the things where you feel like you could have been better and you try to correct those errors and try to develop that so that it doesn't happen again so um, I was pleased with their energy their attention to detail their willingness their effort um, but still a long way to go and a lot of work to do uh, you know um, like uh, Jack Jack Westover and Devin got a lot of the reps but I did see Quentin get in there quite a bit can you talk about his progress because last year he was hurt most of the year so he didn't play very much so yeah, I think he's come a long way, and I think he's, you know, he has not played that that many snaps in his career. I think before the game on Saturday, he had 11 snaps. So um, he's really made a lot of progress. You know, he's a different body type than the other guys. He's a little bit bigger and, and adds an element in, in to our offense that way. So, um, but his attitude's been great, his willingness to get coached. And so I think he's made a lot of progress, and he, he's got to continue to do that. You know, I think everybody early in the year, you know, is trying to establish their role on the team and gain the confidence and trust of not just the coaches, but more importantly, their teammates. And so, you know, roles are being increased or diminished depending on how you perform in the game. And so that's for not just the tight ends, but every position. So, um, you know, cues in that boat is, is trying to earn the trust of the teammates and the coaches by how he performs in the game. And certainly there were some things on Saturday I thought he did a nice job with. Um, as far as their, their blocking, and you know, I know the run game wasn't exactly where you guys wanted it to be. Do you, did the, how did they grade out as blockers? I mean, everybody wants to talk about them as wide receivers, sure. but let's, let's talk about them, their blocking. Yeah, some good, some bad. I think everybody would, would, you know, running the ball is an 11-man operation. You know, everyone is involved, whether it's, you know, obviously the call that's being made from Coach Grubb and the staff and how we put that, that together for the players how we block it. Certainly the tight ends are a large part of that. You know, I like, you know, a lot of times when you don't run the ball quite as well as you'd like, everyone talks about the line, but the tight ends are, are just as involved depending on the scheme, you know? And so, um, and then the runners, you know, quarterbacks making the right checks, might reads the runners making the right cuts, the right, you know, decisions in the run game. And so I think from a tight end standpoint, we could be better, you know, some, some good, some, you know, double thumbs up and, and job well done in other areas where either we weren't spotted up correctly or we didn't, you know, weren't thick or with the right leverage on the defender we were supposed to block or we didn't play with the right pad level or physicality, whatever it may be. You're going to ha- always have a little bit of that each game. You know, the other team is competitive and has good players and coaches, but uh, I think everyone would, would players and coaches say, we got to do better. You know, we got to block better and strain better and finish better. And so there's lots of work to be done there. What, uh, what, what is uh, Penn? Uh, I don't want to say Penn State. Uh, Portland State um, present to you as as maybe a challenge for your group that they're going to have to deal with. Yeah, I think just a little bit uniqueness in their defensive front and structure mm-hmm. movement. 
you know, I think everybody would tell you that, you know, the, your communication has to be clear and clean and your eye discipline and footwork has to be on so that you can handle different movements and stunts and pressures. And, you know, I think every week presents its own challenges. And really you try to focus on yourself, you know, taking the right preparation, making sure your mind and body is ready to play and execute. And so regardless of who we play, I think everybody presents their own unique challenges, whether it's scheme, personnel, whatever it may be. And I think uh, this week's no different. Thanks. You got it, brother. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Coach Huff. Right, like, you know, maybe it's the quarterback getting this the right play. Just, just overall, just being cleaner with the execution. You know, we were fired up that that fourth and one. You know, Wayne, Wayne, Wayne breaks the big one right there. So that was a obviously a critical play in the game. Um, but just overall, yeah, just just cleaner execution. Yep. Thanks, man. Portland State likes to do a lot of different stuff and, and, and throw in some different looks. What are you working on, your guys, with this week? Uh, definitely, it's uh, unconventional from what kind of you know we see in the Pac-12. Uh, the, they got um, you know versions of bear kind of flex defense where they're they're basically funneling everything to their number zero this year. He's a really good linebacker, and they make it they, they do a really good job of protecting him and allowing him to be the extra hat making the play. And so it's a really big challenge for us this week. Um, we got to we, we got to be on it. We got to come off the football, and uh, it it we're working through it right now. It's a work in progress, but it's a little bit different than, than what we've seen, and uh, we'll. Hopefully, be all right. Is there anything specifically that keeps your guys motivated on a day-to-day basis? Well, you know, playing O line, there's it's the brotherhood. I think it's 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 just knowing that you're going out, you're working really hard together. You get to you know essentially beat <laughs> beat beat the other guys up, and uh, you don't get in trouble for it, which is nice. But um, I'd say it's the brotherhood. You know, they're, they they got You got to really be selfless. You got to you got to find. Uh, a lot of joy in, in watching the other skill guys on the offense succeed at the success of the offense. Because, um, you know, let's be honest, we don't really make much headway or, or unless unless it's going bad. So, uh, yeah, you got you it. It's the brotherhood. It's the brotherhood's biggest thing. Is there any sort of stat or, or metric that you keep with your guys to see how they're performing? Well, we do. We have a, like a 12% rule, um, like 12% of the snaps. It being negative plays, whether and that's for the overall the offense, but obviously that's largely to do with the offensive line, um, and so we, we keep track of that uh, as an offense. We keep track of explosive plays as an offense, and and really that's everybody doing their job collectively and executing as, a, as an offense. Um, sure, you want to pay attention to sacks. That's that's obvious, right? Um, you know, certain games rushing yards, right? Situational rushing yards. Um, so there's a, there's a lot of things, but overall, uh, it's 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 playing it's playing hard, playing hard, doing your job. Don't know if you address this, but can you give us a little bit of insight on uh, your decision to rotate in Mateo? That's yeah, just a guy that's uh, that had a really good camp that started for us before that's been that's been playing at a high level and and um, just kind of rewarding him. So uh, he, you know he's earned that, and 
we'll, we'll see how we are moving forward with that. You're wearing sunglasses, so I won't be able to see you roll your eyes at this. But actually, you played three centers with Garen Hatchett on Pro Football Focus, rating out the highest of all three. Oh, interesting. Did you rate him the same way? Uh, no, we we had some snap issues that, that weren't great. He was kind of missing some of his spots where he's been really consistent. But um, he's been really on top of that. And, and, you know, we're trying to make sure that that, you know, we, we talk about it like, Hey, there is no there's no offensive play without the quarterback center exchange and how important that is and that you know for for a young guy to get some playing time that's you know that, uh, sometimes those things happen we got hey relax a little bit buddies don't, don't forget about what the main thing is that's getting the ball to the quarterback and then executing at the highest level talk about relaxing with Roger Rosengarden out there how, how long did it take for him to relax because I gotta imagine he was fired up yeah I think I think like I think anybody is uh, fired up for this certainly the the first play of any game, let alone the, the the first game of the season, let alone your first start. There's a lot of butterflies. There's some anxiety. Uh, but what's funny is that after that first play, it normally starts to die down a little bit. Um, and so I was I was pleased with how uh, Roger performed. And uh, Nate and oh uh, yeah, Nate and well Corey started his first game too. So just you know, not, uh, I was happy that the moment wasn't too big for those guys, right? Like where they where they they trusted their training, their preparation, and for the most part, went out and executed at a high level. On that first touchdown with Wayne Talapapa, how many times did you play back that play? Uh, well, Roger was had a really spectacular block on that. Obviously, the whole group, the tight ends, the running back, you know, everybody did a, a, a good job executing that play there. Uh, you know what? I think as an O-line coach, you probably dwell on the negative more than you dwell on the positive. Probably sped through that one pretty quick and got to the ones that we really got to fix. I thought it was Troy who had the great block out there. Uh, Troy did have a good block, so did Nate. But Roger allowed the ball to get front side because he took such a really good step and got his hat in the right spot and cut off a really tough defender. And it, it, because of that, it kind of was able to keep pushing forward. Coach Mark said any of you could have ran through that hole. I don't know that any of us could have ran through and scored. We might, we could have maybe ran through the hole, but I don't know that we're scoring a touchdown. Who would have fallen down at the ten? Which one? Which one of you? Um, I would say Shepard uh, because he thinks he claims he's so athletic, but I don't really think that's the case. So I'm saying Shep's getting hocked at the ten. I probably made it to the eight. Lee's definitely scoring. He's a Boise State Bronco, so I'm just, I'm joking. Uh, yeah, Sheridan's probably with me. I don't know. Maybe Grub scores. <laughs> I'm on Kalen. Uh, he's down at the 11. He might have actually, yeah, he, he's definitely short, short. <laughs> what are a couple things that you're going to emphasize this week that really need to be cleaned up against Portland State? Well, not necessarily cleaned up, but this front presents a lot of issues with just it's unconventional from kind of what we're used to, what we've seen in the Pac-12. They do a really good job of keeping zero. Their middle linebacker was 48 last year funneling everything to him he's a he's a he's a good tackler and they make it really really hard for us to get up to him um and so communication's got to be uh is is really crucial the run game it's not letting all their stunning and twisting slow us down and make us soft off the ball you gotta you gotta really go and try to attack it um so it's a it's a huge challenge for us this week it really is it's uh it's something we haven't seen in a while and um we gotta, we got to make sure we're communicating and coming off the ball. One more. I had a friend who uh, played in the NFL in the late 70s, early 80s, and he said for every hour of game time, 
that was 40 hours worth of preparation. 40 hours for every hour is what he anticipated. How good is it finally to be back in football season? Because the offseason just feels like it's so long. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely, the offseason is is a lot, especially for the guys. I mean, some ways we kind of all go our own ways a little bit, whether the coaches are out recruiting, you know, travel with recruiting, the players are which with Coach McKeefrey and his staff a lot. We don't, yeah, it, it, it's nice. It's nice to be together and to be preparing for, you know, for a game on Saturday, let alone a day game. Come on, man. That, that's <laughs> how fired up is that? 88 uh, degrees. Uh, I don't care. It could be 120, man. Give me a day game in Husky Stadium. It's beautiful. Uh, but, yeah, the 40 hours, is po- there's probably a lot of truth to that. I've never looked at it that way, but um, I know it's, for us as coaches, we, we put a lot of hours in and, um, doing everything we possibly can to help these guys uh, be in the right situations to execute at a high level. An hour of reward for every 40 hours you yeah, put in. Probably, interesting, interesting way to look at yeah, it. Yeah, that is. Hey, I'll do whatever to, to get one hour. Juice Brian. His technique's gotten a, a heck of a lot better since we've been doing that. So he went out, he played well. He, he covered well. Um, he played fast. And so just continuing to get him comfortable out there. How good could he be at that position given that he's like a – He's a veteran player, one of the most experienced uh, defensive backs that we got. Yeah, you know, you never want to put limitations on kids, and I think he's a guy that if you really turn on the game film, I mean, he didn't leave a lot of guys open. He was able to cover them up, so he's extremely fast. He's long. Uh, he's physical, you know, and so it's just getting them comfortable and playing out there, understanding, you know, the route concepts are going to come at him from really a different angle. So, um, But the sky's the limit for him, you know, and uh, never going to put any limitations on him and excited to see him keep growing. Who do you, who who do you see kind of being another, another guy that might be able to work their way into the rotation here as as we work our way into week two? You know, I think we're starting to get some more guys back. Um, you know, guys are getting closer, guys that didn't play, but you know, we were able to get five guys in the game last game, and really, you know, all those guys are freshmen, so as many game reps as they can stack on, the better. You know, as the season continues to go, you're going to want those guys to have live reps against live bullets and so that's what we're doing right now and just kind of see who separates themselves as we go along. Devon Banks seems to me like a one of the strengths of his game is probably ball skills. He's he's really good at kind of locating that thing and getting his hands on it and, and securing it. Is that where he's strongest or are there other areas of the game that, that you're really happy with where he's at right now? He's extremely fast. He's probably the fastest guy on the team and he's extremely physical. I mean he will come down and absolutely get the ball carrier to the ground and so that's the one thing that honestly surprised me you see a guy you know he's 5'11 190 pounds but to see a guy that really thumps the way he does and so and ball skills taps it off and you know the one thing about Devon you talk to him all the time I mean the sky's the limit for him he he can do it all you know you you watch his game and as far as a physical standpoint there's not really a whole lot of limitations to it and so it's able it's getting him to see it and just be able to play fast and go out there and let it and you know, you were starting to see that in spring and summer and fall. When he goes out there and plays and he just cuts it loose, he's a guy that can make plays. And so he's getting healthier. Um, we, we're getting him back, and so we're excited about it. So, Juice, just in terms of Julius, he, a couple, he said a couple weeks ago you guys talked to him and, and moved into the cornerback's room. What did you see during fall camp or even maybe going back to spring that maybe – gave you a second thought that, you know, maybe corner might be the spot for him. Well, I offered him as a sophomore in high school as a okay. corner, and so, uh, you know, that was a long time ago. But getting a chance really to just watch him, you see certain movements from kids and you see, you know, certain things and certain attributes, and at the end of the day we got to coach him up. And so I just saw he had some things that translates to that position. Um, and so we, we had some guys go down and we 
needed a guy to get some reps, and we moved him over, and he, he took to it very well. So, uh, been been pleased. Been what pleased. Was that? I was at Utah State at the time. Utah State. Yeah. I was going to say. I so might have been his first offer. You have to ask him. I was one of the early ones, though. I had no chance to recruit him. Well, I was going to say is when you saw him start to work out a little bit for the first time when you got here, when you took the job, was it all of a sudden like, oh, okay, now I remember why I offered him so long ago. Uh, I knew I knew he was long and could run. And so, you know, it's actually I probably uh, I didn't realize how fast he was till you got out here, and he can absolutely fly. So yeah. uh, he's been a pleasure to coach. I'm excited about him. Yeah. And just – is that just been maybe the hardest thing to overcome during fall camp is the guys just kind of getting a little niggle here, a little ding, dinged up here and there just to the point where they're, they they probably could play if they needed to in an emergency, but they're not 100%? Yeah, I mean, that's the one thing about football. you always going to have guys banged up. You know, I always tell them after the first day of fall camp, you're never going to be 100% again. And so, you know, it's one of those things. Uh, you're always going to have guys injured. It's next man up mentality. Uh, I think the one thing our group, has done a really good job is we're not going to make excuses for who go out there. We're going to go out there, we're going to compete, and we're going to compete at a high level. And I think that's the one thing, um, as a staff, we're really happy with Juice. You watch a kid, he goes in there and he plays corner and his reps in the first game, and, I mean, he absolutely covered guys up. And so right. should have had interception. Yeah. Um, but, you know, excited about it. And like I said, we, we got other guys who know multiple spots. And so, you know, don't be surprised you see some guys lining up at different spots throughout the year. I was curious, Juice, when, when you have a, a situation where Meech gets – gets hit for a big play. It's a tough contested ball, but the, the receiver happens to just get the better of him. What, what's the conversation like when he comes back to the sidelines and you guys are talking about, do you talk about the mechanics of the play? Do you just talk about mentality? What, what do you guys talk about? Yeah, well, we know we don't want to give up explosive walk-off touchdowns, and so that, that was a big one that we gave up. And so at the same time, you know, he got to have a short-term memory. He got to take the coaching, which he did, um, and go back out there and play and compete. And so he did that. And then, you know, you get it in the film room and you watch kind of – you watched that series and the drive before, and I showed him a couple things of how they were setting him up for that play. And so really it's just teaching them, you know, every play is an audition. If you put something out there that they think that they can exploit, they'll go out there and try to capitalize on it. So it's, it's cleaning up the holes and making sure we don't have no holes in it, and uh, I'm expecting him to come out and play well. It sure looks like this Portland State quarterback does things maybe physically, at least on paper, similar to what maybe you saw from Kent State. Maybe they, maybe they were doing it out of different formations and doing it out of different concepts and stuff, but it's another dangerous kind of dual threat guy, I guess. He can run. He yeah. can run. I, you know, I think if I compare him to the guy from Kent State, the guy from Kent State was very slippery. I mean, he was able to get out of sacks. He could spin. He could move. Um, you know, we we obviously couldn't get him on the ground. It was tough for us, but um, the kid from Portland State, he can absolutely run. And you know, you watch him, and when he takes off, he's a problem. And yeah. so. We got to keep him bottled up. Uh, we, we can't let him take off and run. Um, he's a tremendous athlete, and you know I think I think his arms a lot better than what people give him credit for. If you watch him throw some of those balls in there, they got some zip on them. And so, you know, he's he's a great challenge for us, and I'm looking forward to watching us compete against him. Obviously, the only coach that was here was Coach Huff from the previous staff, so he knows about the Montana experience. You guys are playing another Big Sky team this weekend. The way you guys played. Maybe I, maybe even offensively. I, I asked the the players about it yesterday. I asked Tosh Davis. It's like there might be a sense that you either let down or feel like you've arrived because you played so well. Maybe there's a slump. Maybe there's been, mentally you're you're still in it, but psychologically or subconsciously something might happen. How, as coaches, how do you try to avoid them taking a step back, maybe mentally or knowing who they're playing? Yeah, the one thing we talk about, you know, we're going against a faceless opponent. It doesn't matter. Those guys put on their pads and they come out and play. And, you know, 
I was a guy that played at one of, at Boise at the time, and we would go out and play against Power Five schools, and so they're going to be ready to play. And for us, it's just going out there and competing, and competing at a high level. And you know, they're a great team, and we're not going to underestimate them. And they're the next opponent. And for us, it's just keeping your nose down. Like I told these guys, you know, you're promised 12. You're promised 12 of them. And so, you know, we got one down, and they're promised 11 more. And so, we want to go out, and we want to go out and play at a high level. And I don't look for any drop off. Uh, I think the biggest jump is made in college football from week one to week two. And I'm excited to watch guys clean up on some mistakes they have in week one and go out there and put on put on a good product. I was curious, maybe your sense of pride or just your observations from the very, very first day you met your corners in the room or the Huskies compared to the feeling that they were feeling in the locker room after the game Saturday night. It's just that's what it's all about, man. That's what the hard work's all about. And so... You know, it's good to see those kids do everything you ask them. They work extremely hard. They take a lot of pride in what they do, and it's good for them having success. And you know what? It was fun. It was fun to be able to hug them and tell them you was proud of them and happy that they had each other back. You know, if you watch them on the sidelines, they were engaged during the game, even when it got late and everybody was getting reps. Um, you know, Kale's got a pick, and you see the sidelines go crazy. And so it's good to see them support each other, and we're going to need that throughout the whole season. And so... Um, again, it's another opportunity that we get to go play, and I'm excited to watch it. And then the next day you're right back at him again. Right back at it. Right back at it. It doesn't stop. And so you enjoy it on Saturday night, have breakfast on Sunday, and then when you get back to the office, you're getting putting that game to bed and getting on to the next opponent. Thanks, Jason. Thank you. I appreciate, appreciate it. That.